It's always hard to like follow the testimony time because I just want to soak in like some of the things that he said. I mean, just that thought of uh, handing out these flowers and going, real men buy flowers, not women. You know, like that's, that's so cool. You know, I, I mean, I just remember being told years ago, like every guy is going to be either a predator or a protector. You're, gonna, you're one or the other, you know? You're either adding to the problem or you're changing that. And what God has done in some of your lives has taken you from being that pre predator to being a protector now. And I, I was even thinking about what you're saying about, like when you're talking about Jesus and people are just saying, F Jesus or this or that. And I was thinking, what, what gets someone to that point? Um, yeah, maybe it's their sin and they just want evil so bad that they hate Jesus, or maybe it's because they were just damaged so badly from the church. Maybe there was a religious leader that was supposed to protect them and was a predator instead. Could you imagine if you grew up in a place like that and you're lured into a church and then someone took advantage of you like that? over and over. What, what are you going to think when you hear the name Jesus? That's all you know. And as I, I was just thinking about that as you were talking and going, God, I, I, I just want us to be a picture of something so different. You know? I mean, that's what God wanted, right? He just wanted something. Isn't that what we're learning when you read Deuteronomy and Numbers? It's like you, you, you see the heart of God where God's going, man, I just want this one little group of people. I didn't choose them because they were big, right? That's what Deuteronomy said. He goes, I didn't choose you because you're this great, powerful nation. In fact, you were small. He goes, and I didn't choose you because you're righteous. Remember that? He says, don't think that I chose you because you're so much godlier than everyone else. I chose you because that land was so wicked, and I got to pick someone to get them out of there. And he goes, let me remind you of your wickedness. Remember when Moses was up on the mountain and you make the golden calf? What was that all about? And it reminds you, that's not why I picked you. I just wanted this little nation, and I wanted them to actually believe in me and live differently. And I wanted to show my power off from this one group so everyone would know that, that their God is the only true God. That's God's desire. He goes, I just want this little group of people, and I want to show off my power through them. And that's what he wanted of the church and I hope that's what you want of it also, you know? But I think sometimes we can just go to services and gatherings and not really get it. Um, I was thinking last week about, uh, you know, my, my family's like night and day from Lisa's family, okay? Um, I mean, it's just weird. Like if we, we have Thanksgiving, it's like we just go to a house watch a football game, eat some good Chinese food, and go home. Um, or one year we went to, like, the horse races. or You know, we just do stupid things, and we don't really talk or whatever. And, and we definitely don't touch each other. Like, <laughs> we don't shake hands. We don't pound it. Nothing. Like, there's just, you know, and then her family, they all want to talk, and you better hug before you leave, or they get offended, and it's like, ugh. You know, and then they eat stuff like mashed potatoes and turkey. You know, just like strange foods, you know, with these forks. Uh, it's just, uh, 
but it's just it's just it's just different, right? And um, but their whole family shows up, like all the kids, nephews, everything else. I remember one time, like this was over ten years ago. Um, she has this nephew, Andrew, and I love him. He's he's probably my favorite of the of them all. Um, but he was like nine, ten years old. And he comes up to a group of us, you know, uncles are up. He goes, hey, Uncle Francis, Uncle Francis. And he's just like on the verge of tears because he's laughing so hard. And he goes, Grandpa, his middle name is Wayne. <laughs> Get it? Wayne? And he's just laughing, grabbing his stomach. And I'm sitting there trying to think like, no, I don't get it. Like Wayne. And then he leaves, and I'm with, you know, a couple of the guys like, what's he talking about? But he comes back like five minutes later. He goes, hey, hey, after telling everyone this great joke, you know, like, hey, hey, Uncle Francis, Grandpa's middle name is Wayne. Get it? Wayne? And I'm just like, man, I want to get it because you are so happy right now. And this, this sounds hilarious, but I'm thinking, Philip, Wayne Lundgren. I'm like, Wayne, why Wayne? Why is that funny? What does Wayne sound like? And nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm talking to the other guys like, do you guys get anything like at all? Like, cause is there even anything funny about this? You know, walks away. He comes back again a little bit later. And I just thought, I can't let this poor kid down. And he goes, he goes, Grandpa's middle name is Wayne. I'm like, no way, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne. Oh my gosh, Wayne, uh, Wayne. You know, like, and he looks at me and he goes, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, no way. Like he saw through me. Like how did? I mean, I I was convincing. I mean, I'm laughing, just going, no, you know, and. Uh, but he just looks me in the eye and goes, you don't get it, and walked away. It was hilarious. But you guys, that's the way I feel sometimes when I talk to people about Jesus, where they'll give me, no, 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 I believe. I, no, I, I get it. I mean, talk to anyone in this neighborhood about Jesus, and they'll know, I get it. I know Jesus. And you're just going, you don't get it. You don't get it. Like, do you understand? Like, we can know God. Like, 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 I mean, this morning I'm crying. I'm crying alone just going, I can't believe I know you. I can't believe, like, right now you are inside of me, the creator. And everything is wiped away. And you, you paid this price like Jesus, your son, died for me and and it's like oh my gosh I know God I know God I know him I'm crying just alone in my room with God just going this is unreal and then I talk to people and I'm like do you get it like you can know God and I go yeah yeah I get it and I'm just like you don't get it like, if you got it, why do you want all this stuff? Why are you always angry? Why are you always critical? Like, I'm just trying to keep myself from crying because I, I can't believe that right now, like, he's in heaven, but he's also literally right here, and he looks at me as his son, and I'm, I'm perfect in his eyes. I'm completely forgiven. 
He didn't choose me because I was more righteous than anyone else. He didn't choose me because I was more gifted or more powerful or more brilliant than anyone else. He just picked me and said, I, I'm going to let you know me. And I just go, this is, this is amazing. And I don't get it. Sometimes I just want to look at people and go, you don't get it. You don't get it. I can tell. You want that car so badly. You want that house so badly. You want a family so If you had him as your shepherd, you wouldn't have all this want. Like, you would just go, man, my cup's overflowing. This is unreal. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, nothing. It's just, just Christ is enough for me. We just kept singing. These aren't just words. Like, this is unreal. I, could, I can go through anything. I, I'll take whatever because I've got him. And then, and then, and then, the, then the truth of, do you understand church? Do you get it? Like we get to be His body. Like, do you understand that? Do you understand church? What this is supposed to be? Like I, I was uh, looking at Ephesians five. Ephesians 5, where usually we do this during weddings, where you talk about the husband and the wife, but it was all a picture when he tells the husband, he says, hey, I want you to care for your wife like you care for your own body. And, and he says in verse 29, he says, no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Okay. I'm a member of Christ's body? Like, just like this arm is a part of me. And I'm going to take care of this arm. I'm going to just, you know, if it's in pain, I'm going to fix it. Like, like, how do you not take care of your arm? You break your arm, just what, your whole body is just focused. And, and God is saying, that's what I think about you. I'm like, are you kidding me, God? So, like, I'm your arm? I'm a member of your body? Wait, God. Like, like, Christ is the head, and I'm, like, a member of that body. And he's saying, I'm going to care for you like you would care for your own body. And I'm going, so I get to be a part of this. And now we, we get to form this body in a moment, we're going to take communion, and we're going to talk about how the body of Christ was broken for us. And his earthly body is, is, is not here on the earth anymore. But now we are his body. I mean, have you ever, does that really do anything for you to think that you're a member of his body? Or do you just go, oh, I get it, I get it. I go, you don't get it. You don't get it. You know, no, I get it. I, I went to church when I was a kid. No, I get it. I get it. I, I go to services on Sunday. I haven't missed a Sunday in years. I'm just going, you don't get it. Do you understand how good this is? Do you understand how good it is to know him, to love him? And do you understand what God wants? I mean, that's what we're reading in, 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 in Deuteronomy and Numbers. It's like God just so wanted this group that got it. That said, look, I'm with you, and I want to show off my power through this little group right here. And they didn't get it. I want to real quickly just kind of 
remind you of what our church is all about? And here's the reason. Okay, a lot of times, like, I'll get on a plane. Pretty much every week, I get on a plane. And one of the things they say most of the time is, uh, welcome to United, whatever, flight 577, headed to uh, Texas. Um, and they'll say, if Texas is not your destination, please ring the call button and tell one of, have you heard that? You know, and they say, hey, please make sure someone knows so we can get you off of this plane and get you to your right destination. And every once in a while, someone will actually go, whoa, he'll ring the button like, I wasn't going to Texas, I was going to Hawaii. And it's like, wow, that would stink. Um, <laughs> that's like the worst thing that could happen. And, uh, you know, I say, okay, well, let's get you off of here so you go to your right. But that's something they just say. That's like one of the rote things, like how they teach you to put on a seatbelt. You know, it's like, okay, hey, is anyone, because I want to make sure you know this is where we're headed. And in the same way, I just want to make sure you understand our destination as a church. Okay? Okay? Because this is not a, well, let me show up once a week and go to a service here. Okay, that's not our destination. Okay? It's not, oh, okay, once a month I'll come and just hang out and eat with you guys. And That's not our destination. Like what I see in Scripture of what God wanted in Israel and what he wants of the church, I want to paint a very clear picture so that if you go, well, that's not what I wanted, then it's like, okay, okay, let's get off of this plane. Let me show you one that's going in that direction. You want to just go to a service? I can point to you a bunch of places. But here's what we're after, and I, and I, I just, I'm at that age where I can't settle for anything less. Like, seriously, I just, I don't want to play church. You, you, you want me to get, get a bunch of people in a building and, and sing louder? Like, I just don't see that that's what he wants. And so I've got to have it all. I mean, what I see in Scripture is that God wants a group of people, like made up of individuals that love him so much where it's like, man, this, you're all I care about. Like, I, I, I'm just fighting the tears because I can't believe I know you. Like, I love you. He, he wants a group of people that, you know, this is why we, we focus on getting in the Word every day because I want you alone with Him. Where you have these times like, God, this is insane. I know you. I get it. I can't stop laughing. I can't stop crying. I can't believe it. I love you. You're enough. You're my shepherd. You're all that I want. And he wants a group of people that, that feel that way towards him and then therefore start feeling that towards one another. Where, where now we are all members of the same body. Where we go, we're together in this. We're united in this, where we care for one another. He wanted a group of people that, that what did he want of Israel? He wanted to show off his power, right? He goes, watch, I'm going to make people terrified of you because you're so powerful. I want my presence to be with you so that people see, okay, the God of Israel is not like any other God. In fact, we're terrified of the God of Israel. That type of power. I mean, everything I read in the New Testament is about God saying, I'm going to bring my spirit, and he's going to give you so much power, power to be my witnesses, power to love one another, power to serve one another, that he would empower each of us with these spiritual gifts so that we could actually bless each other? Do you want to be, do you want to be that close to a group of people? 
Do you really want to use your gift to bless everyone here? Because this is not about show up, let me use my gift, and we're done. And you come, you receive a message, you receive some sort of blessing, it helps your life, it helps your kid's life, and you'll have a better family. Not interested in that. That may be a byproduct here and there, but that's not what we're interested in. I just want to make sure you get that. Like, we're interested in you believing that you've got the Spirit of God inside of you so that you have tremendous power and that you can actually impact the rest of us and impact the world. Like, this is not about sit and just listen. It's about you exercising your gift and giving, not coming and complaining, critiquing, whatever. It's like, no, God, I love you, and you made me, and you've empowered me, and I'm going to make a difference in this church, and I'm going to make a difference in this world. Not because of anything great in me, not, about, not me. It's about you being in me, and so I can pull this off. And to believe that, that's, that's what this is about. And also understand this is not about something that's going to be easy. This is about sacrifice. It's about suffering. It's about a group of people that are so sure of eternity that they're willing to suffer here and actually want to. Okay, you you understand that? That this is not about, okay, once it gets difficult, I'm going somewhere else. It's about, no, bring the difficulty. Because I actually believe that this life is so short, and I believe in this eternity. Christ's life was not easy. Christ was persecuted. Christ was hated. And Jesus says in John 15, 18, if they hate me, if they hate you, it's because they hated me first. The world hates you. Keep in mind, they hated me first. If they, if they, if they persecuted me, what do you think they're going to do to you? It's a group of people that, that actually believe that and want that. So, so it's, it's about love. It's about power. It's about sacrifice. That's what I see just pelted all through the New Testament. Love, power, sacrifice. Okay, God wants a group of people that are madly in love with him and each other. Like crazy, insanely in love with him and insanely in love with one another. That's what he wants. So that's what we want. So if you're going, well, I don't really, I got enough friends. I don't really want to be that close. I mean, you're talking about body. This, that, that's cool. Then this is not your destination. And that's cool. This is not the plane you should be on. And if it's not about power, if you don't, you just go, no, I just want to go somewhere because I'm a weak nothing and I, I don't believe God will ever do anything through me. I just need you guys to keep me alive and keep me Christian. It's like, well, then this isn't the place for you because I, we're going to push you and go, no, 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 you've got a gift for us. If, if the Holy Spirit is in you, we need you to exercise your gift. And, and he gave you your spirit so that you could be a witness to the world. And so if you don't want to do that, then this is the wrong plane. And sacrifice, man, it takes tremendous sacrifice, the Bible says, if you want to kick your habit. Some of you guys know that. To get sin out of your life, when you're in an improper relationship, and to get out of that, that's tremendous pain. If you're not willing to go through that, this isn't a place for you. If you go, well, I just want to stay in these relationships and have the Lord bless me, wrong plane. It's about suffering. It takes some suffering to do what we do. It takes suffering for some of you that open your house up every week 
and let people come in and trash it and you clean it up on Sunday, or you open up your house all week long to people living. And it's like, you know what? It's joyful sacrifice, though. It stinks for some of you that are pastors right now and the things you have to deal with. But you go, you know what? I believe. I believe in eternity, so I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Some of you got to watch the kids. Some of you guys cooked food, you know, and, and it's just like we, we want you to get in this mode of give, 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 because this life really doesn't matter. Love, power, sacrifice. I want to be a church that's known for love, power, sacrifice. I want us to be individuals that are known for love, power, sacrifice. So I, I got to start off with love again. I mean, I don't ever want to move past this one. You go, man, you talked about this last month. Yeah, and I'll probably talk about it every month. Because if you don't get it, like this love for Jesus, if you're not just... You know, like the Bible says in, in Psalm 73, he goes, he goes, man, I looked at the world and there's rich people that are evil. That's no fair. And there's, there's rich people that are healthy and evil people that are healthy. And, and they're not even following God. And yet it seems like everything's going well. And then some of the believers, the followers, like they're suffering. And he says, man, I tried to figure this all out. It was all oppressive to me. He goes, until I entered the sanctuary of God. And he goes, and then I understood their ruin. And then at the end, what I love, he says, you know what? Then I realized on earth, there's nothing I desire besides you. On earth, there is nothing I desire besides you. On earth, there's nothing I desire besides you. You can have all the money. You can have all the health. You can have everything else. On earth, there's nothing I, I desire besides you. Like That's the type of people we want to be. Where it's like, I don't. This stuff doesn't matter. I'm, that's what God wants. That's why God would be so frustrated at the people of Israel when they coveted other things. That's why it's one of those commands. You covet. Like, we don't take that seriously, but that's serious. You covet because you're showing the world that God is not enough. That's why I got to have my health, too. I got to have this house, too. I've got to have this job, too. What does that tell the world? Compared to the people I know that are suffering, being tortured, and, and going, man, this is the best because I'm so close to Jesus. I don't need this. Like Paul says, man, I've had a lot. I've had nothing. I've just always been happy. I'm always content. I found the secret of contentment. on a job. I don't have family. It's not in possessions. I've had possessions. I didn't have possessions. People, well, I have too many possessions, so I can't be happy because I get caught... No, it just has nothing to do with this. It's about knowing him. Al and I were talking about, uh, we were talking about one of our friends the other week, and he made the comment. He goes, man, when I think about him, the guy, it's like he's slow dancing with Jesus. Like his life is a big slow dance with Jesus while everyone else is going through the drive through And that image just popped in my head of like, you're right. That's the way he lives his life. It's like just this, oh, God, I can't believe I'm with you. Like this is it. I'm just with you. This is so good. Meanwhile, the picture of the drive through is I'll take this, 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 and drive one. You left out the front. You, you know, it's just, it's such a difference, Right? 
It was such a great picture of the way God wanted. I mean, that's what we read a couple days ago, Deuteronomy 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest command? That's what he quoted. Love him. Love him with all your heart. That's why he says, look, I don't want a church. I don't care if you do everything right. I don't care if you have the perfect teachings. I, I don't care if you kick out the false prophets. I don't care if you're just pursuing holiness. If your love isn't there, Revelation 2, then I, I really don't want this church. And that's why if you're a person who, when you're alone, you don't have any craving for him, that's got to change. Getting together in a service is never going to be enough for you. Like this is about a group of people that are addicted to Jesus. And for us to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's what this is about. If that's your destination, if that's your final destination, then stay on this plane. But it's about a body, like I said. It's not just love for him. But it's like, do you seriously think about this? Do you really want to love me that much? Look around this group and go, do, you want, do I really want to love the, do I really want to love Isaiah? To where I'm attached to him? Where he's a part of the body? I like him and it's cool hearing him play his little violin thing. But, but that's not what we're after. Like God says, no, I, I want you to be, I, I want you to feel like he's a part of your body. Like in a, like, like that early church. Um, you know, when the church first started in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Listen to this. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number every day those who were being saved. Like, do you ever look at that with jealousy? Like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be with a group of people where it's like, we're that close, that we're just one. Like Jesus' prayer, when he says, God, I want you to make them one. Like you and I are one, I want them to be one. Like one, like unified, where it's like, okay, if, if part of my, my arm hurts, this finger hurts, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help take care of that. And it's like, no, I wanna be a part of a body like that. Because not everyone wants that, okay? It's like, no, 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 I, I got a busy life and this and that. I just want to go for an hour and get it done. Sometimes you guys even go long. You go beyond that hour. It bugs me. Chaz was good today. Usually whoever does testimony takes the whole time, and I got like two minutes. But today, <laughs> grateful for you. Now I'm glad you're part of our body. You know, it's just, okay, this is, this, you know, it's like this type of connection. Like, do you want that? If not, this is, this is our final destination. <laughs> And if that's not your destination, ring the bell. We'll get you off this plane, go somewhere else. But like I said, I'm too old to play games anymore. Like, I, I want God to look down and go, man, this is what I wanted in Israel. But they didn't believe me. And now you're doing it? You're this powerful group of people that actually 
desire me? And some of you guys may be going, man, Francis, I want this, but I, I don't ever feel that with God. I'm not close to God. Well, the Bible says that you'll seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Is that what you do? God says, without faith, it's impossible to please me. And anyone who comes to me must believe that I exist and that I reward those who earnestly seek me. So if you're a person that says, well, I've been to church and, you know, I prayed and say, God, show me yourself, da, 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 you know, and nothing happened. And I'm going, well, did you earnestly seek him? Seriously, you earnestly sought him. Because that's what I read in the Bible. People are like, man, I'm in a dry and thirsty land. I'm in the desert, and all I want is you. Like, I got to have you. And like Jeremiah says, man, you'll seek me. You'll find me when you search for me with all your heart, when you want him with all of your heart, and when you believe that this is actually worth it. You've got to believe. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. That if you come to him, you must believe he exists, and that he will reward you for earnestly seeking him. Like, you have to believe, okay, normally I wake up at, at 6.30. If I wake up at 5, man, and I just go after God, man, he's going to reward me. If I go earnestly after him hard, and I know that time's going to be worth it. And you pursue when you sacrifice. And he goes, okay, you get it. That's love. And then the way we eagerly seek to love one another. We, we talked about this in our prayer, prayer night last week about how in, um, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, how he says, uh, and this is something I had to confess. I didn't do this. Ephesians, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy earnestly desire. Then he says it again at the end of the chapter um, where he says, uh, verse 39, so my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. It's like, is there a, because you go, well, I don't know what I have to offer the body. I don't know. Well, have you been earnestly desiring it? Like, do you, do you go to bed at night going, God, I love this group of people so badly. So you got to give me this gift. Man, this is what I'm doing this morning. I'm going, God, I, I say stupid things. Stupid things come out of this mouth. I'll say something. I was like, well, that was lame. Why did you say, God, I can't do it. But I love these people, and I want to create this group that you've always wanted. And so I need you to empower me this morning to say something that will get through to those people who think they get it, but they certainly don't get it. How? how Please, you've got to do this because I want to be a part of this. And I know I'm a piece of this puzzle, but it's got to be you working through me. So please, please, please give it to me on my knees. God, please give me something to say to this group of people. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Is that what you're doing? Or you sit there going, oh, I wonder why I'm not gifted. I wonder why I'm not close to God. It's like, are you earnestly Seeking him? Are you earnestly seeking the spiritual gifts? And you're like, well, I don't impact anyone. Well, do you earnestly go after that? Like, like Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, where he goes, 
you know what? He made us ambassadors. And he goes, and I'm begging you, be reconciled to God. It's not like, hey, you, you know, you need Jesus. Jesus offers you a good life. No, it's like, man, I beg people. Please, I persuade people. Please be reconciled to God. And God says, when you have that kind of heart, I'm going to empower you to be my witnesses. And then finally, there's the, the sacrifice. And um, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay. When I went to China to check out the underground church years ago, it was crazy. It was this group of people that when they started talking about persecution, it's like they were fired up. And they took turns telling stories about, oh, one time the authorities came in, they started shooting, and we started running, you know, going, yeah, we're, this is the real thing, you know. And they're just laughing. And everyone that was sharing, there wasn't this, it's been a tough 10 years. You know, it was just like this, wait, you guys take this literally. Like, you rejoice when you're persecuted. And, and everyone wonders, man, why did that church grow to like 100 million people or more while they're under communism? While, and it's because they rejoiced in their suffering. This is what made them unstoppable. That's why that early church was unstoppable. You know, when they, they'd imprison them and beat them, they'd walk away going, I did it. I did it. I just got beat for Jesus. This is awesome. I Return now. Come, come back. Because there's this eternal reward. Like they're so sure of eternity, they actually wanted to suffer. See, this is what will make us unstoppable. See, churches fall apart because people whine and complain. This isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. People don't love me enough. Wah, wah, wah. Rather than going, man, this has been tough, but man, think of the eternal reward. This is good. I actually believe in eternity. And so if I serve you and you curse me in return, the Bible's, I got to take Jesus' words literally, like rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. And I go, wow, this is a bummer right now, but it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I see, right? My hope will always be your promises to me. Like I'm so sure of your promises. That's the only way this happens. You guys, are you on the right plane? <laughs> like, do you get it? Like, this is not about attending a place and making some friends. It's about, I'm willing to suffer. I'll take one on the chin. You can cut my arm off. Do whatever you need to do. I'm so sure of the future. You guys, I'll pour my heart out, my life out to you, and you can curse me in return. Do whatever you want. Because I, I, I'm not even living for here. And I love you. I will say this. I remember five years ago, I was just thanking God for this earlier this week, and I'll close with this. 
because I don't want to be like a testimony guy. Um, I'm kidding. You guys all did it, so I'm not singling anyone out. Um, but now I feel like in the future, you're going to keep it short. Um, I was just thanking God for this this week, seriously. I remember praying like probably five, six years ago and just telling God, I just want us a group of people that get it. Like, God, I just so badly want to be with a group of people that get it. They don't have to be the biggest group. It, it was like my heart just, as I'm reading through Numbers and Deuteronomy again, I'm going, I get it, God. That's exactly what I want. Like, he didn't pick the biggest nation. He didn't pick the brightest people. <laughs> you know, it's like, God, I don't need that. I go, God, I would just love to be with a group of people that go, I get it. Like, Jesus is that important to me, and he's everything. I told God, I don't want to just go to a service. I don't even want to just teach at a service. I want to be one with a group of people that really love you and are willing to go through anything for you. And I want you to show your power through them so that the world would look on, just like Israel. That's why God hated when they like, oh, the, the giants are too big for us. I can't go in the promised land. And God's like, why do, you why do you hate me? Why do you not believe my promises? See, it's not okay for us to say, oh, we're just weak. Just come feed us every week. That's not okay. God's not pleased with that. That's not humility. If you think you're being humble, you're not. You're just lacking faith. He wants a group of people that say, you know what? Greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world. I can put to death any of the deeds of the flesh. And you know what? He's going to empower me with something. And I'm going to bless this group of people. One way or another, I'm going to bless this group of people because he's going to do it. That's what he wants of us. And what I get excited about is I go, God, I feel like I'm a part of that now. I, I, I do. I look at some of you, and, and even if we don't spend a lot of time together, I, I, I'm at home at night and in the morning praying to God and just going, God, thank you so much. God, thank you so much that you brought Rob into the church and that I could be in a body with Rob and Sarah. I just go, God, this is, this is awesome. Brian, Isaiah, Craig, you know, I just go, God, this is, this is so cool, like what you're building here. And I'm just looking at your faces, looking at it and just going, man, I think about you when I'm praying, going, God, it's starting to happen with some of us. Where I just feel so strong, like invincible, like, you know, some of you get it. And we're all going, Wayne, get it And we're all seriously laughing, like, Wayne, you know, like, like, it's just, I get it, Jesus. I get it, church, body, I get this. And just thinking, man, I'll die. Like you listen to Chaz being in the jungle, like, yeah, it was so cool. I almost died three times a day. And it's like, wow, awesome. I get that. I get that. And I get to be one with these people. And we're becoming this body. That's just exciting to me. I'm just thanking God. Because sometimes I can just go try to fix what's wrong and not just go, whoa, Lord, this is really, really cool. Like Chaz was saying, you know, I'm in Thailand doing really cool stuff, but I. I hunger to be back with the body. And that's the way I feel whenever I travel. It's like, gosh, I miss everyone. Like, 
God's doing something here. And we're becoming that church of lovers of Jesus, lovers of one another. There's more of you that are starting to believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is in you to actually bless us and actually impact the world. And more and more I'm seeing more of you realize this is not about a comfortable life. It's about I believe in eternity so much. I'm willing to suffer with you, Francis, until this thing's over. What are we got to do? Let's do it. And it's a joy. And I thank God for you. I go, God, it's happening. But some of you may be visiting today. Some of you may be standing on the fringes and just kind of going, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. But in your heart, you know, I don't get it because I see what's in them. I see the way that guy's talking up there, and I don't get it, okay? I say I believe in Jesus. I grew up in the church. I've attended these services. I don't get it because you guys are crazy about him and about each other, and you're so sure of eternity. And if that's you and you go, I don't get it this morning, but I heard something today. I'm starting to understand that he would actually forgive me for everything. I want that. I want total forgiveness. And I want to be a part of this body. And if that's you, then we're going to take communion right now. And uh, Aaron's going to lead us. But I'm, I want a couple of the pastors and some of the women leaders just to be down front um, to pray with some of you because communion's not for everyone. Communion's for those who get it and go, I get what Jesus did and I'm ready to give my whole life for him. But some of you, you shouldn't take that bread in the cup. Just, just watch. It's great that you're here. Um, but maybe you just need prayer and saying, God, I don't. I don't get it. Will you pray for me? Because this has always just been about doing good works or being a good moral person or whatever else. And I don't know him. And I don't get excited about him like you guys do. But I'd like to. Then I encourage you to come to the front. And uh, some of our pastors and um, women leaders will be up here. Aaron, why don't you lead us in 